joy and celebration. It's also a day where we have longing and missing those who are special in our lives. But it's also a day of love. It's a day where we remember and we give thanks and we honor special women in our lives. Today as a church, though, it's also a day when we're celebrating Blue Monarch. And uh, we're so glad to have Kate uh, Cataldo and her husband Ezra here with us today. Welcome you all. And I'll tell you a little secret. This is an exciting day for Kate because, well, Kate has them both. They are expecting their first child. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, you guys, as a father of three and a grandfather of soon-to-be four, everybody, um, I want to just give you two words of advice just two, just two words about anticipating having the pattern of little feet uh, in your household. Um, the two words are this. Brace yourselves. <laughs> you know, I think about that, uh, that, that mom uh, who was talking to her little girl. She said, well, what is a mother? And the little girl said, well, a mother is the, is the person who buys you underwear when what you really wanted is a baby doll. <laughs> and the other mother I was thinking about was this mother that heard from the back of the house. Hey, Mom, did you know it's almost impossible to flush a grapefruit down the toilet? <laughs> but I did. <laughs> That's what you're in for. <laughs> and all the joy that comes with that. You all, um, the first time I went up to Blue Monarch, I was just startled. I, I was startled by the beauty of the countryside. And to begin with, it's just this incredible place. But I was startled by the women who were there and the children and the sort of challenges that they have had in their lives. And then on the other side of it, I was just amazed, I think overwhelmed, by the staff, by the program that they have, and by the love, the love of God that's apparent in that place. And so this morning, when, when I realized that the scripture provided by the lectionary reading is this story of Tabitha. You know, I can just see this connection with what's going on at, at Blue Monarch and, and with the life of Tabitha. Because here is a, a woman who is serving Jesus by caring for people who were desperately in need. I mean, she had practically a one-woman ministry of sewing and providing clothing for people in need. And not only providing for them, but bringing them together so that they were a little community of themselves in love and support for one another. You know, that, that widows in ancient times, even today, you know, often find going hard, life hard. I mean, in, in ancient times, women did not have the kind of resources or, or access to resources that men did. And women were often poor, the poorest of the poor. I mean, in fact, if you look at Acts chapter 6 in Jerusalem, the early church was meeting in the temple court and, and they noticed that there were all these widows who simply had not enough food. They didn't know where their next meals were going to come from. That's so how the early church gathered together and started this ministry of feeding widows in need. Now, we don't have a clue whether that was going on in Joppa, but we do know is that Tabitha had this ministry of clothing that she had provided for all these, these widows in need. So it makes sense, doesn't it? That, that when she died, 
there, there was a crisis mm -hmm. in this church. There was a crisis among that little group of, of widows. There, there was a crisis in terms of providing food for, and, and clothing for people who were in need. So the church sends for Peter. And what I find so interesting about this scripture is if you read, if you read this, you can actually see how Peter imitates exactly what he had seen Jesus do in a time when Jesus had raised someone from the dead in his life. He goes in, right, and he puts everybody out. I don't know if you remember that story. Jesus did. He put everybody out. He gets down on his knees. He prays. And then he stands up filled with the power of the risen Jesus. He's, he's got the presence of Jesus in his life, and he does what Jesus did. He commanded Tabitha. He said, Tabitha, arise. Get up. And she did. Now just think about that. She got up alive. Think of the shock. Think of the surprise. Think of the joy that these, these widows would have felt. Think of what the early church would have felt. Think of the people in Joppa who have heard about this. It, it's, it's absolutely astounding. So um, one of the things that Lynn and I have done over the years since we've been living in Chattanooga is that we, we work, um, volunteer some at a community kitchen which has a ministry to folks who are homeless and need on the street, men, women, and children. And so we were there one Sunday actually feeding dinner to uh, folks, and I brought some meals to a table where there was a mom, and there were two or three little children. And the mom looked up at me, weary face, but she smiled and she said, thank you. She said, it's so good to know that somebody really cares. Well, the truth is, I did care. Lynn cared. We cared. Tabitha cared. But you know the one who really cared? It's the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the one who cares. He's the one who sees people in our communities who are hurting. He, he's the one who sees into the brokenness of people's lives. And Jesus risen from the dead, takes that power, the power of resurrection, and infuses it into everyday experiences, into everyday life, so that people like Tabitha have the courage, have the strength to use their talents to serve others, and so that people who find themselves on the fringes of culture and pushed away by everybody else, overlooked, actually have somebody who cares about them. And this, this, brothers and sisters, this doesn't mean that Tabitha was just a good person. Because that's what we sometimes do with, with folks who serve in ministries like that. We say, well, they're just good people. Kate over here is just a kind person, a bleeding heart, some people would say. But, you know, we, we sort of say it's, it's all up to them. That's partly true, but that's not the real truth. There is one in this world who cares. That one is risen from the grave, and that one is at work in this world, in our lives, in this community, bringing heaven to earth, bringing God's kingdom, bringing hope to people's lives this very day. So, I can't think of a place where you can see God's power at work more clearly than we are. So, Kate, I'm going to ask 
you to come and let's see, we've got a microphone for you right over here. I invite you just to be at home and share with us some of these. Well, I had to sit on my hands when you were preaching, Pastor Tom, because I wanted to just say, hallelujah, Jesus, God is able. He is so able. And, you know, it's him in us that really does this work. And I hear people say all the time, you know, raising children, it takes a village. And raising mothers also takes a village. And this church has been involved with Blue Monarch since before I started working with Blue Monarch in 2015. So we have so many, you have so many members here that have served faithfully, Joe Todd, Emily, Nancy, Susie and Joe, I think you guys were connected before I even, you know, even learned about Blue Monarch. So for years, this church has been helping mothers regain their motherhood. The Lord spoke to me this morning, and he said, you know, the enemy launched an attack on the family unit. And we see that, right? We see that in our communities every single day. But specifically, he launched an attack on mothers. And Blue Monarch is part of God's strategic plan. And... Um, to fight that attack. This is, Blue Monarch is part of God's response to the attack on motherhood. And so I'm so grateful to be a part of a ministry that is taking back motherhood, that is restoring motherhood. And if you're here today, and if you're a part of this church, you are also part of God's plan to restore mothers. Amen. Blue Monarch is a ministry that not only um, heals the symptoms of trauma and addiction, but we also help heal the wounds that actually led to that trauma, or the wounds that actually led to addiction. So it is our mission and our purpose to help mothers change their family tree by breaking those destructive cycles like poverty, abuse, and addiction, and just rebuild their family. So we are a therapeutic Christian community that allows women to go through recovery with their children. And we put just as much emphasis on the child's recovery as we do the mother's recovery. So every child that comes through our threshold gets the richest experience possible. They get, um, we have a master's level child life specialist that walks with every child personally through their recovery process. They get family therapy, they have mentors, they have tutors. We have um, 108 acres, we have horses, goats, chickens, dogs, cats, um, a swimming pool, two playgrounds. So they have a beautiful experience having their childhood for the very first time. Because a lot of them have been so worried about whether their mom was gonna come home or not where they were going to sleep, and what they were going to eat. They've never used their imagination. They've never played hide-and-go-seek. They've never played with baby dolls. They've never just climbed a tree after school. We had a little girl. She was about 10 years old, and she used to come to um, my office. My office is right outside of our founder's office. 
And so she would come to me every day after school with a clipboard and with some notes on it. And she would say, Miss Kate, I need to have a meeting with Susan. And, and at first we thought that was hilarious. I, I said, oh, you do? And so I would coordinate, you know, the meeting. Miss Binkley, are you available um, for cadence this, this afternoon? And so Susan would have her into the office and she would go over her checklist. You know, the, the faucet was running. Um, somebody flushed something weird down the toilet. I have seen many five days <laughs> flush down the toilet at Blue Monarch. Um, her mom was having a hard time stopping smoking. And, you know, she really thought she should have her own room. And so we really thought this was comical at first until we recognized that Cadence had a little brother and she was used to taking care of him. She was the mom in the household because mom wasn't able to be present because mom had wounds from her childhood that she never had the hope to face. And so now, um, Kate, then a few months later, we see Cadence getting off the school bus, and guess what she was doing? She was climbing a tree, hanging out in the treehouse, hanging out with her friends. She was experiencing childhood for the very first time. And so we get to see kids just really have the joy of safety and security in a loving home. We had a little girl named B.B., her, her name was B.B. And so when she came to Blue Monarch, uh, she was halfway through kindergarten, but she only knew one letter in the alphabet. Guess what it was? B.B. <laughs> and the kindergarten teacher said, you know, there's no way that she's going to pass kindergarten because she's so far behind. And so we have a really incredible children's library at Blue Monarch, and her mom sat with her every day in the children's library and she just began to read to her. And BB graduated from kindergarten as the most improved student in her class. Yeah. We had another little boy named Zevin, and um, his mom did not even know that he enjoyed reading. I don't know that he knew that he enjoyed reading. And he was like the most, is, are there any school teachers in here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the accelerated program where they read so many books and they get the special prizes and stuff. He had more points than anybody in his class. He loved to read. And truly, when his mom got to Blue Monarch, um, she was so um, broken and traumatized that she didn't have a relationship at all. I don't even know that they had ever held hands. And then we would see them, she would just grab him and they would hold hands and they would walk all around that farm. And he loves his mama. This little boy loved, <laughs> loves his mama so much. So it's beautiful to see that family restored. And I, I, the way that I describe our program at, at Blue Monarch is that we marry discipleship and then the clinical pieces of recovery. Because we see women that have so many yeah, I had two parents that would lay their life on the line for me. I know if you're a mom or a dad in this room today, you would do absolutely anything for your parents. Those are the parents that I had. So when I hear from women that had a mother that put them out on the street and traded them for drugs or money, um, I can't fathom. That is more than my mind can even think. Or a father that actually was their sexual abuser. You know, I, can't, I cannot imagine that. 
But a lot of the applications that we see at Lamar, this is their story. They were taught to use drugs in their own home by a parent or a grandparent, oftentimes by the age of 11 years old. So we're talking about years of trauma that they were born into, born into generations of addiction and abuse and poverty. And so when they read the Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, not for destruction, but for a hope and a future. All they've ever seen for their future is darkness. They could never imagine having the hope or the courage to overcome some of the trauma that they've experienced. But when they read that verse for the very first time, it births hope in their heart. And they pass that hope, they pass that peace onto their children, and that's how we see generations change. But that hope does something else. The hope of Jesus, the hope that they were created by the master of the universe that literally, uh, Jeremiah 1.5, knew them before he put them in their mother's womb, the hope that they are immensely loved and they are fashioned with purpose gives them courage to face their past and to face what they've been through. Because the fur for the very first time, there's a chance that they could overcome it. There's a chance that they can heal from it. And that is only because of Jesus and his supernatural love, his supernatural strength and power. And so then God gives us these clinical, just beautiful tools, wraparound services, to come alongside them, to go to those deep wounds, to go to those deep places and actually heal. So we have master's level Christian counseling. We do group therapy every week. We do a ton of amazing parenting classes. Um, we do a, a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy that basically says, if you can change the way you think, you can change the way you live. And so we see women become incredible, the best mothers that I have ever met in my entire life is what we see. Can I see those cards in your pockets? And I just want to share it there. <laughs> I just want to share a few testimonies with you. Um, this is actually Cadence's mom. And um, this is an amazing woman of God. Two years ago, one year ago, uh, she married a pastor. And um, she just got her pilot's license. And she works for Blue Monarch. Wow. Amazing mother of two. Whoa. This is Deanna Barnes, amazing single mother of three. And actually, if you were at our banquet this past year, you heard her testimony. And she has recently been had a restored relationship with her son after not seeing him for seven years. This is Shakia Craig. When she came to Blue Monarch, she had three under three. And so she would literally have one on each hip and one around her shoulders is how she would keep them from just scattering in every direction. Um, and she was, had twins that were seven months old when she became pregnant with her third daughter, Kylie. And she went to the abortion clinic to have an abortion. And there was a pastor that jumped out in front of her and said, please don't do that. Please think about your decision. And so... Um, she did not have an abortion. She went home and she said, God, you know, make it clear if this 
is not something you want me to do. And he used an amazing church um, to, to bring her to Blue Monarch. That's why I say this, this church, the Big C Church, all of us, all of us were so important because none of these testimonies could happen if it wasn't for you. Like the prayers that you give us, the support that you give us, it means so much. Tasha Henry, she is going to graduate from Bible College on June 6th, and she is an incredible mother of two. Taylor Starr is a licensed massage therapist and an amazing mother, single mother of one. Angela is a dental assistant and amazing single mother of two. Marie, this is actually Zevin's mom, and she just moved into her new, newly built, beautiful home, and she has an incredibly successful cleaning business. Single mother of two. Megan Scott, um, amazing career. She serves faithfully at her. She goes to the nursing home every Sunday after church to pray with um, the men and women that are there. She really is just, she's a Tabitha, truly. Amazing mother of three. <coughs> Courtney, a medical assistant, amazing mother of three, living a happy healthy life, and I think she's been completely free from addiction for five years. Wow. So that's Jesus. That's the power of God. Your past does not define you. There's nothing that he can't heal. There's nothing that he can't do. But guess who he uses to help make it happen? Us. <laughs> and so thank you, all of you, that um, come to Blue Monarch and serve. I have a... Um, a clipboard over here that if you would like to sign up to volunteer, we need people to answer phones, to file, to do Bible studies. Um, we need people on our prayer team. Emily and Nancy have been just awesome, amazing prayer warriors for us. Uh, we need people to answer the phones. I think I said transportation. If, if, to teach sewing, how to sew on a button, do a cooking class. So we have a lot of opportunities to volunteer, and we do need toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you go through a lot in your household, trash bags, paper products, dish soap, hand soap, we go through it times 19 um, at, on, at Blue Monarch. So, and Pastor Tom, thank you for coming out and visiting. And Pastor Tom, really, when he came, he said, you know, what can we what can we do for you guys? How can we help? And it, your heart really just came through that day, and I'm, I'm thankful. Thank so, thank you. Oh, let's praise God. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's stand and say what we believe using the Easter affirmation that you find.